0: Oh, hello.
1: Hi there. I'm Sammy.
0: And I'm Steve.
1: And I'm Leneve. And you're listening to Roseplate Special, the most dramatic guest podcasterist, Romeo and Julietist, uh pandemic pandemic-heavy-handedist, lizard-loving... Bachelor recap podcast ever. I ever. promise you that. <laughs> and if you didn't already notice, we do have a guest with us today. This is our first guest on Roast Plate Special. It's so exciting.
0: I know. We're hitting insert, the big
1: time. Insert the crowd growing wild. <sighs> yeah. Woo. Oh, I don't have that sound effect either. See, I'm failing. Um, I think you I have a ballpark. Oh,
0: there we go.
1: There we go. uh <laughs>
0: coming up to the plate, she's got a uh, batting average of three ten.
2: <laughs>
1: That's a little high for me. <laughs> shh, shh, just go with it, just go with it so so yeah, we're excited i i um I was very uh braggy about my our two five star reviews on mm-hmm. on Apple podcasts. And I was like, we're kind of a big deal. And of course that attracted some attention. And so, you know, now we have a guest in our podcast. So it's just, you know, that's what manifesting is about guys. That's yeah. what that is. That's the
0: hits keep coming.
1: That's what the Instagram influencers tell me. So Leneve, let's um, I want to learn more about you in the context of The Bachelor. How long have you been watching The Bachelor
2: and the The entire Bachelor Nation franchise, sure. So I probably have been watching it. You know, it all kind of blends together. But at least five or six years, I didn't watch the OG ones. I actually, and I didn't watch one Pablo season. Uh, <gasps> so I oh. this is my kind of my first introduction to Claire as sort of a lead. I've seen her on the fringes, of course. Uh, consuming all Bachelor media as I do. Through you know, BuzzFeed and Instagram and all YouTube and all of those wonderful things. So I, I just I'm very particular. If I don't really like the lead person, which Juan Pablo from the second I saw him rubbed me the wrong way, and I just couldn't stick through oh,
0: yeah. it. So he's trash Goblin.
2: You know, I have standards <laughs> when it comes to trash. I'm not a raccoon. I won't just eat anything. Um, so I, I love the the Bachelor and the Bachelorette, uh, sort of series and I've watched, uh, the bachelor in paradise and that sort of thing. And actually more recently I've been watching because there's not as much new content when they were doing the, the goat seasons. I was mm-hmm. actually just watching reaction videos to those. Cause I'd seen a lot of the actual seasons. So then it kind of got me into the whole, oh, we can watch this and then we can talk about what this means as our, to our society. You know, yes, this is the media that we're creating and consuming. So, what does that mean as a race of people?
1: Great, that's perfect. We are, we're both uh raccoons, I guess. <laughs> we just, Steve and I just eat trash. We do, uh, we, trash. we do
0: what happens when you get a master's degree in media studies,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: That that, like, you consume garbage non stop, but then you can say things about that garbage so that people think that, like, your consumption habits are legitimate and that's
2: that's.
1: yeah it was interesting because i i was on i was on a an anti-racism panel yesterday and we were and it was me and well obviously a bunch of people but one so one of the other people on the panel he's getting his phd in improv basically uh Mm -hmm. which is awesome (laughs) um and he's out in england and we're we were talking about like how academia, you know, he's like, I hate to say this because I'm in the middle of it right now. You know, he's like, but it's all, you know, it's just gatekeeping, right? You're just like, it's, you're saying the same thing that anyone else could say, but you're saying it in code. <laughs> you know, like this academic language that you have to, but, but Steve and I have learned that code. <laughs>
0: That's right. We're part of the so secret we're, society. We we're fancy.
1: We drink our Ovaltine. So... Mm-hmm. um, Anyway, so okay, let's get into the episode. Let's uh, so, do it. so Claire isn't is in, is in love and she doesn't care who knows it. All right? She's just this is going to be an episode all about love and pushing boundaries and um, seeing who can deal with her high standards and her desire to be paid attention to all the time.
0: Sammy, I have a question for you. Yeah, I'm ready. Is it bad that I'm already sick of her bullshit? Because I am deeply, deeply sick of her bullshit.
1: Sick of her bullshit. Like, I was just like, okay, uh, well, I don't want to skip too far ahead. But, I mean, whatever. There's really no rhyme or reason to these episodes
2: (laughs) anyway. But... um, I think skipping ahead is totally appropriate because I felt like the editing on this episode was completely all over the place. Just, I mean, the first 10 minutes they were like, Dale, Dale, Dale. And then all of a sudden they were like, and these are the traditional dates. So let's just throw it all, all caution to the wind. Okay.
1: Thank you for that. That helps. Um, Yeah. So, okay. I, let's just talk about the thing. Okay. There's two things that annoyed me the most, but we'll talk about one of them first. Uh, one thing that really annoyed me was that the guys were just like hanging out on the group date. It's clear they weren't given any direction by producers. Like they Mm -hmm. just were confused and they didn't know what to do. So they're like, well, I think we probably just sit here because first of all, this is like the first time they're ever filming in an environment where it's like, you're all on one resort and you can't leave. Talk about that's going to go well. And, um, and then they're like, you know, they're probably like, well, I'm sure they'll tell us when we should go over there and start talking to her. So we'll just hang out here until they get what they need from us here. And she was just like, oh, why is nobody coming over to talk to me? And she's like, nobody you're all to- in no, trouble. No. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, really? That's what you're upset about?
0: This is Ugh. like Claire is is the master of, of like triggering all of my anxiety. like just. <laughs> Like every single thing that she was going after the guys for, I was just like, Oh no, that's me. <laughs> so she's oh, like, no. why aren't you guys pulling me aside and telling me how much you love me? And I'm like, I, I don't think I would ever do that. Or yeah. and, and, and then later in the day, she's just like, uh, why don't you already know every single intimate detail about my life? And I'm like, I, I don't think I would know I that f- either.
1: Right. I felt so bad for that guy. Wait, what was yeah. his name? Oh, yeah. Was it Brandon? Brandon. 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 Yeah. R. yeah R. He's Brandon. He's just I like know. he's just like. Well, I just wanna. I I just. I mean, I just wanna. He it's so, so like I wanna find love. I just wanna find love. And she's like, "Well, you're looking in the wrong place, buddy." And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, "Okay, I'm scared. I'm scared for him. And that's a lot to expect from somebody yeah. who came on a show. It's like, how can you expect anything? But oh, I heard it was you." I'm physically attracted to you. I obviously have no idea who you are as a human being because Mm -hmm. of editing and it's TV and it's not real. So um, I'm going to come here and actually talk to you and have longer conversations with you to actually know who you are because they could, you know, cut you together to make you look like anything. So that I was like, that's reasonable. Anybody who's saying anything
2: but that, is lying to you. They're lying. And- That's exactly it. That, well, is yeah. it. that led right perfectly into my issue with the first group date and the languages of love. They, yes. went, they went right into action. And she was saying, I want you to stand here in front of me and tell me how much you love me because I assume you all love me because you all know who I am and that I'm completely lovable. And all of you seem to be needing to bow down to me. You
0: know who I am.
2: (laughs) And right. And they didn't do any sort of education, at least that, that they showed. And that was my, my problem with it is a lot of the other group dates that they've had structured is where if they're doing something new, They provide education or experience before they have to do sort of a solo thing. If you think about like any of the other talent shows and that sort of thing, they usually have a professional that comes in, which I understand they can't because of COVID, which they probably could have done some testing. But, you know, they have somebody come in and do an example of it. And then they go in. But the first thing they had them do is just come right in and stand in front of all these other guys and tell them, tell Claire how much that they want to be in love with her and how wonderful she is. Which is authentic for some people, but the first people that went, it felt like it was such a show and they were putting on that because they had to, because they were put on the spot. Yep. And then,
1: yeah. Yeah. It's well, so if they had taken Gary Chapman, the author of the five love Love languages. Yes. I've read the book. Um, If they had him, if they had him on Zoom. Hello, Zoom exists. And he could just be like, here's. Well, and he, okay, there's a lot of things that bu- bugged me about this five love languages thing because oh, yeah. they just showed three of them and they're not doing it the right way. Like they did it wrong. What they should have done was like, um, they could have made it like, because it's. You have. The, the idea behind the book is that you have like a primary love language and then like a secondary love language. And what you need to do is learn the love language of your partner exactly, and what they like the best. So like my, my like primary love language is like gifts, give me stuff. And my secondary is like words of affirmation. Those are really important to me. And I would say um, my boyfriend's is probably acts of service and like physical touch like for sure so you know he when i do the dishes for him it's like the best thing in the world like oh my god i can't believe you did the dishes and i'm like really and he'll be like i did the dishes for you and i'm like okay you know like whatever i don't really i you know that's i could have done them as well um you know, so that, but if he's like, I wrote a post-it note with a cute thing on it. I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. It's the best thing I've ever been given is this post-it note. Like, and that's important to know that about the person that you're with. But they, instead of actually going through that, they're just like, well, here's three of the five.
2: Yeah. Just, um, practice, yeah, just practice doing these things, but they might yeah. not be actually how you show affection. Right.
1: It's like, these are the easiest ones to show on
2: TV and we don't care what your favorite one is. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Well, no. And that just led me into something else is with the gifts thing. Oh, my gosh. So I don't know. For me, it was so funny because, first of all, somebody else made this comment that I was on one of the reaction things was, why are they running? They didn't explain why all of a sudden through the entire campus, all of these men are busting their butts to get somewhere. And then they cut back like 30 seconds later and they're all giving the, Claire these gifts. And her response is, you could tell that they took a lot of time and thought into these gifts. And I was like, that's literally the opposite of what you just showed us. You showed us that they had a minute to go grab something of their own personal belongings that were valuable to them and come back and then offer them up to Claire. And including, I think it was uh, Riley. I think Riley was the one that gave her a baseball from like his last college game or something, That's something like, literally
0: like, his most prized possession he's just like i'm, I'm going all in on this to one. this That's...
2: woman that he met like a week ago and i'm like girl give him his ball back like just say that was a sweet gesture but i do not need your baseball like if we if maybe if we get engaged we can you know put it on the mantle and it'll be cute but
0: yeah i was screaming at my television when that happened because i was just like oh my God, like this is clearly something that's deeply sentimental. And she's yeah. like, "Wow, I guess I'll appreciate this. And all I could think about in my head was she's going to cut him in a week or two, and then he's never going to get that baseball back. That's
1: yeah, yeah, that's super sad. And like she. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the way that I would have preferred this to go clearly, she likes words of affirmation. That is clearly her love language.
2: Mm -hmm. there's
1: just like no doubt in my mind that that is the thing she likes the most. She like that, all that attention, all of that, you know, lathering on of, you know, you're the best. I love you. Even though I have no idea who you are, you know, she's just like, she eats that shit up. So they should have, I mean, really, if she wanted to do it right, what they should have done is just had all of the guys do that. And then they should have made her turn around and do something for each of the guys in their primary love language. If you wanted to make it fair, like, you know, and if they're actually looking at building relationship, that would have been the way to do it. So I was just like, I mean, I know that that's more time consuming, but what else do you have to do? You're stuck at a
2: resort. Just take the time. Right. And it feels like this is what I had felt in the first episode and the second episode is it just, it feels like there's a lot less give and take in these relationships than I've seen in previous seasons. And I think that there keeps, you know, and the the chatter boards or whatever, they're like, oh, she had contact with these people before because there was such an elongated period and she had been given their contact information and then the shutdown and all of that stuff. So she had the chance to sort of Google it. So it feels like she does have some preconceived notions, even if there wasn't like conversations that were had. And just for me, I just get the sense that she just assumes that all of these men are going to love her. And it's not that they're gonna have to get something from her.
1: Yeah, it's it's super weird and well, I mean, the other thing that's strange is that, you know, probably about half the cast, I'm trying to remember when I looked through the list, but it feels like about half the cast was recast
2: mm-hmm. after
1: the shutdown and after how long the delay took. Um, and some of the guys like weren't asked back, which is really interesting that like it sounds like production changed their minds midway through. I don't know.
0: Didn't make the cut
1: what that yeah. was about but they Her just like decided. like and then
2: Claire decided that she didn't want these men. <laughs> like that these that very well could be. Uh,
0: they they didn't like you know uh just completely uh confess their loyalty to me and agree to chop off their left arm as a symbol of their love for me so I don't want them no. on the show.
1: It's a no. It's an it's a
2: pass for me. I, um, I do think that there was one genuine moment that i that really stuck with me and i wrote it down when i was watching it with the words of affirmation though and i know that this is just sort of how it's going but when dale did get up there and he started talking to her and the camera was focused on claire you could see how much she genuinely has a reaction to him like her chest started breathing heavier you could see she started sort of swaying back and forth and she mm-hmm. could you could just see the tunnel vision that she was having in that moment. And I do think that, that, you know, I wasn't part of the conversation last week, but when she had that moment where in Chris Harrison came up and was like, are you okay? And she's like, literally, I, what did I even say? She had that genuine sort of, whoa, her whole world goes away. And I do think that I could see that in physical reaction. When Dale stepped up to the plate, the other guys made her glow and she would smile and all of that stuff. But you could see on her face and with her breathing that she was nervous to have Dale, tell her how he was feeling about her.
1: How do you feel about Dale at this point, Steve?
0: I'm not sold on Dale. Like I, I get that Claire <laughs> is sold on Dale, but like just coming from a third party viewer point of view, I don't see it. Like I, I I get that he's handsome and that he's nice, but also he was, he was part of the squad that, that didn't uh, that was just sitting on the couch and broing down instead of like, you know, reaching out to her and saying, Oh, we love you, Claire. So he's part of that group. What has he done to earn the title of just the man of her dreams? I I don't see it. I'm not seeing it at all. He's just a, he's just a good looking dude, but the bachelor is all about just good looking dudes. So I need someone to sell me on this man.
1: I feel like he doesn't have to do a lot to impress her. Not that like you should have to do a lot to impress anybody. But I mean, this is a show. This is a competition. Mm -hmm. And like that's part of what you need to do to win is is find more opportunities to have time. And I mean, well, clearly we see that it looks like next week they're going to be spending a lot more time together. I don't know if that was something that she encouraged or he sought out. I think that's going to tell us a lot.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: About, you know, how how interested he is in her cuz yeah, I feel like he can't really do a lot of wrong in her eyes at this point. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how if yeah, I don't know. And we'll see how that vibe shakes I've out.
0: From this, right? It's like Yeah. she is just obsessed with him for some unquantifiable reason and he's like, "Oh, cool, I'm going to win." And he's just kind of like riding the wave, right? But Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, exactly. I don't see it
0: at all. It's so weird to me.
1: He's just the kind of guy that's like, well, Prom King is in the bag. So I can just coast until voting. All you
0: need. It's all you need. Um,
1: Yeah. Um, but you know, but I still I still stand for Canadian Blake and his weird jaw. Um Canadian
0: Blake going all out on this episode. I
1: love I love Canadian Blake. Here's one thing I really love about him is at the very beginning of the episode he was like there are lizards here you guys. Yeah. There are lizards here. And Watch I was like ah, I like you. Well cuz he's I mean if you look at his pictures and stuff he's very outdoorsy, okay? And he's very into what? animals. He's a wildlife yeah, management yeah, yeah. specialist or whatever. Um I love that. I don't know. I just think it's really, like, I don't I don't think I would necessarily be interested in him, but I think he's interesting, and he's fun to watch. And mm. um, I just, like, his eyes lit up. He was like, I'm just not used to it. There's lizards here. <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I like him, too. I think he's very genuine. Yeah. And I think that he is a really, I think he really is a good fit for Claire, because I think that they do work well together. I mean, uh, you know, they've, he, he, got the first kiss, right. And, you know, he's, he went back for her, obviously we can talk about that in a minute. Um, and I think that, I think that I have a lot of really positive experience with him but and I just feel so bad for him that I feel like he's just going to get sucker punched and then yeah. and then some sweet girl is going to come along and just make him feel really good and they're going to go rescue a bunch of lizards or something so
1: I'm <laughs> Yeah, sure like it'll all
2: work out in the end with her but Like, He's got beautiful eyes and like a nice beard so he'll be fine.
1: Yeah, I don't think Claire's that
2: outdoorsy anyway, well, you know. He's young too. I think I wrote it down. I think because he's like in his twenties as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's twenty nine, and so that's a ten year age difference. And again, like that's not a huge end all be all, but he just feels like he still has a lot of.
0: He's twenty nine, going on twenty (laughs) two. Yeah, he has has baby vibes about him, and but ultimately, he's gonna be fine. Like he has the jawline of an Easter Island statue. (laughs) It's so fun. Nothing to worry about.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll, be great I mean, on, he'll be great on Bachelor in Paradise or something. Yeah.
0: yeah, exactly.
2: I'm, I'm here
1: to say, age gaps can be really fun, though. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I and I, I gap. I can see that. Yeah, I have, I have a 15 year age gap, and uh, I, yeah, and I, I know, I know, I do, I win. Um, but no, but I mean, I also have old lady vibes, so that's
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, that's what I got going for me, you know. Like, cause like on the weekend, I'm like, can't wait to crochet a bunch, and you know. And then my boyfriend will be like, I just bought new gutters, and I'm like, awesome, you know. <laughs> like, we're old people, um. So that's that's what we get up to, um. And I guess you could know, say that Claire does act like she's
2: 22 as well. So
0: oh, for yeah. Sure. I was Great. gonna
1: say, like in terms of emotional maturity, I do think she matches up better with the younger men in the house, like. I I like th- yeah cuz I'm more into the dudes who are like yeah I don't know anything about you and I'd be like that's honest do you want to hang out more that's cool um but she's like she definitely has that disney fairy tale idea in her head of exactly yeah. she what wants she guy,
0: wants she wants a guy who has already memorized her wikipedia page and it is ready to like recite it to her that is her ideal man
1: she think- just needs to get a colton apparently
0: I, yeah, that's
1: it <laughs> yeah she needs to be idolized i think
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah that's ooh. um okay and one thing that happened at the beginning of the episode now that we're just jumping all over um i really want them to stop talking about the pandemic i just want God, them to stop up. talking about it because we're still living it and they're talking about it like it's over and i just want them to shut up and i just want to mm. escape and I just want to pretend that this is a world where it doesn't exist, and I can just enjoy myself for a couple hours. And they're just like, they're just like, oh man, isn't it? And like, it's like they're rubbing it in our faces, isn't it nice to touch other people? And I'm like, I don't know, I don't. I've touched one person in the past seven months. I can't tell you what that feels like. Yeah. What's dicks. like have
0: physical contact with one human being for the past year? That's great. I love it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm just like shut up. Um, so annoying. Uh, so I just would really mad if I because have they didn't any get to wish go it you would know, be that yeah, they just don't bring it up. <sighs> it just sucks. Um, so okay, nice. so we talked about most of the love language. I I just really hated the Romeo and Juliet uh, cheap asset. Um, oh, but I did really enjoy. Oh, and I did say when you said um that you know. Claire was locked in on Dale. I just wrote that she was dickmatized. So I just wanted to throw Ooh. that out there that that was in my notes. Um,
0: Can you trademark I, that? That's no, because really, someone else
1: has said it. I am not the first to have said dickmatized by I, I am far I from it. the first. Who, whoever um, that is
0: a genius.
1: I don't remember where I heard it first, but I've heard it a long time ago. I was Albert like, Einstein. Ex- a great <laughs> word it probably shakespeare for being shakespeare. honest yeah we probably shakespeare, collaborated on it yeah he invented so many words like eyeball that's my favorite word that shakespeare invented um because how did we not have the word eyeball i don't understand um so okay i really loved that the guys were doing um belly flop competitions <laughs> That was very exciting to me. I was like, I want to be at this party. I don't want to be giving gifts to Claire. I want to be doing a belly flop competition. And they were like taking it seriously and like announcing it and stuff. And I was like, that's fun. I like that way better.
2: Yeah. Wasn't that easy? I think that was easy that was doing the announcing. I think probably would make
1: sense. We we both are uh, big fans of easy. Yeah.
2: And I think I liked him a lot. I liked him a lot the first episode and I was really glad that that trajectory continued because sometimes, you know, those kinds of personalities can wear on you after a little bit, but his Mm -hmm. was becoming more genuine and you can see where he gets all the bravitas from. So.
1: Yeah. He seems fun. Like I would want to hang out with him and also be tired eventually, but it would be fine. I Um, like him
0: so much that I want him to date literally anyone other than Claire.
1: Yes. Yeah. Absolutely well, is you know that he's staying on when Tasha comes. Yeah, I feel it's like not. he probably will. It's he seems prop. like the type of guy who would stay and just be like along for the ride. So we'll see. um oh, okay, so <laughs> so I don't know. this is I don't know if I should admit this this early on in the season. um I've Bennett might be growing on me. And I what? feel weird about it. I feel okay. weird about it.
0: Okay, we need we need to have a serious conversation because this is going against my uh, my anti capitalist inclination.
1: No, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying for the. I was just no. like for a minute I didn't know who he was when he was talking, and I was like, "Who's this?" Clark Kent hottie and then I was like wait a minute that's Bennett and then I was like oh now I feel weird oh,
0: man. that's Harvard guy you gotta get rid of him no
2: yeah so care. here's the thing that I realized and did you guys watch to the very end when they kind of had the like Cafe bene or mm-hmm. Casa bene thing where he did the tour oh I think I missed that part oh context. at the very end of the episode he took um one of the other contestants on a tour of his suite, which apparently he got like the best suite in the entire uh, complex and he has like a, <laughs> a-, a
0: honeymoon suite for some and, reason, like,
2: three yeah, fire places, ah. and Casa Bene or whatever. So, so the thing is, is my impression and I realized what was off in my head about Bennett is I was like, okay, I can see it, but he puts up like a little bit of a front and, you know, and this sort of seems like he has some insecurities and that sort of thing, and I realized it's probably because he's just secretly gay, and I can't wait for him to come out and be the first gay bachelor. Like that's what that's I'm what waiting I want. for. Yeah, that's I would die for that. That's what you want. Um,
1: yeah. I I don't know what it was. the The sun was hitting him just right. I don't know, and I was like, oh, because I mean, okay, what I'm hearing little whispers are that we're gonna have to get used to him when Tasha comes. I don't uh, know how long he's gonna stick around. I just heard things. I could be wrong, but these are the things I've heard. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe they're trying to get him to be more interesting in some of these scenes. Well, I don't know. I
2: love when they were talking about like when the guys watched him and then they compared him to a gazelle. And then the, <laughs> the producers just showed him running like six times. Yeah, I just, yeah.
1: I don't know. There's something I
2: appreciate
1: about him because of how ridiculous he is, I think um and also i like how chill he was okay so let's talk about dodgeball or oh, strip dodgeball. dodgeball
2: well yeah one he one, was, one thing about Tasha before we move on so what was that that john guy that she dated for a while with paradise john is paul jones it? our oh, favorite you know I mean? our so absolute more, favorite i love john paul jones but like couldn't you just see bennett as like a grown-up, more sophisticated John Paul Jones, though. Yeah, well, I John Paul
0: that. Jones is anti-capitalist for sure.
2: Well, sure. But <laughs> So, what regardless if, of profession and upbringing, I I feel like they're in the same vein of of men, which I could see if if she does if the if the whispers are true. Yeah, like what if, if,
1: if what
0: John if Jones uh, fund manager? Maybe, but yeah.
1: <laughs> what if Bennett like gives all his money to charity? What if he donates to bail funds?
0: I what mean if that he takes would be-
1: all of his wealth
2: and, and he and he, you know, gives oh, gives man, it back to really. the community. What's the what's the character in the good place that did that that ends up in the in the medium place? <laughs> oh, um uh Mindy Saint Clair was yeah, clair. So if if Bennett pulls a Mindy Saint Clair, yeah. Would we could we reverse our opinion on him?
1: Yeah, he could be in the medium place, like Cincinnati. He also <laughs> moved um, the smile and then, you know, you'll forget it. So Yeah. Anyway. I mean, if
0: Bennett donates all of his money, then, then we'll have a conversation. Okay.
1: I'll talk to him. Um, Bennett. I know you love the show and this is your favorite podcast to listen to. So Mm -hmm. while you're um, on your Peloton. So can you, (laughs) um, no, my favorite part about Bennett in this episode was he was just like, Hey, whatever they're naked. It's cool. It doesn't bother me. And he's like, but also, could we clean this couch? Because, um, and then you just see him like, um, my boyfriend does this a lot. He'll like pick up things that are totally clean and not gross, like they're gross, like between two fingers, you know, with the fingers flared out, like, <laughs> Ugh, you know, like he'll just, just to bother me, he'll do that. He'll just pick up things. And I'm like, why are you doing that? He's like, because it bugs you. <laughs> but that's like what he did with the, with the couch cushion. He like picked yeah. it up, like, like it's clearly also, diseased now.
2: Yeah. I think we can. (laughs) I think we can switch into dodgeball now. Okay, so
1: I. I hated. I hated everything about this. I like it. Just felt really gross to me that.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: um, Okay, here's a lot of the women who have been the Bachelorette when they do like a competitive game like this. They aren't like on the sidelines announcing. They're like in with the dudes like playing Mm -hmm. and do, and you know what I mean? And I was like, listen, like if you, and I think if they had done like strip, you know, whatever, like you can, you can end with like, you know, I don't know. Some boxers? Like, yeah. Or even, well, even like, you know, like thong underwear would be whatever, you know, like, (laughs) you be kind of funny, but at least like, I mean, give them some, I don't know. It just felt strange to me. Like it felt unnecessary and it felt like, I don't feel like anyone thought it was a good idea. Mm -mm. Like she was just like, yeah, like I don't know who fed her the idea of strip dodgeball and told her that it was a good idea, but I think it just made her look bad. Um, I don't think it was interesting or added anything to it. I think they could have added some kind of dodgeball challenge to it. That would have been more interesting. I don't know how do you yeah. guys feel about it. Well,
2: I mean, they it sh- it it made it seem like it was Claire's idea, but why would they have told them to change into jockstraps ahead of time? I mean, it's yeah. all contrived and. Um, I think my favorite part of this was I actually watched uh, Roses and Rosé with Lauren Zima, and she did a montage of Chris Harrison's facial expressions during the game, which is just literally comedy gold. And the only positive thing that happened from that entire experience, I would say, um, is Chris Harrison's reactions. Uh, So you should go check those out if you haven't seen them in slow motion close up on his face. Uh, But yeah, I think it was really uncomfortable. And, uh, other, other feedback that's been happening is like, whoa, this is out of line. And especially it was like a double standard that if a bachelor had had that happen and the women were doing the competition and had them stripped, that it would have, like it would have never even aired. And we have to be respectful of men and their body insecurities and they're on national television and you put them in a situation where they basically can't say no because they could get sent home. And so it's just very uncomfortable all around. And the other part of it it always leads into that thing where there's always a group of people that forget that just because they're doing a game inside of a competition it doesn't mean that that's what they need to focus on winning and it just felt like it brought out all of this sort of toxic masculinity part of the competition like we won fair and square and that's the stuff that i get really irritated with and sometimes i get pulled out of the seasons because i'm like come on you guys let's yeah. let's get it together
0: well, and, and coming from the standpoint of someone who would windmill his wiener on national television for the right amount of money, I got to say like this, it, it felt very uncomfortable, especially towards the end when the losing team, not only did they have to strip down to their jockstraps, but also there were some of the guys who were just like, I'm going to get completely naked. And then you could tell that there was this tension between them and the other guys who weren't willing to take that extra step and Claire was like yes so it was just it, it was it was really uncomfortable and I, and I think that that double standard is I mean that's you, you can't deny it it's just it, it was it was super uncomfortable to watch and it, it didn't really do anything for Claire either because is is she like looking at any of these guys and she going like yeah this is my future husband based on the Wiener dodgeball competition this is yeah. what I'm-.
1: It's just yeah, it's just weird. Like they could have done all kinds of different stuff, like, oh, well you're gonna play dodgeball blindfolded or you're gonna do it with one arm tied behind your back. Like whatever. There's all different kinds of ways you can raise the stakes and like not do something that that feels like just it just yeah,
2: it was just awkward. And like I don't know. <sighs> and that's and to your point, Steve, when you were talking about it, that's not going to help her decide who is going to be a good partner for her. And, you know, they could have done like a time trials thing. So how fast you get out per round, you know, that's how much time you get to spend with Claire or, mm-hmm. you know, so you could have it where your, your impetus is to try and stay in the game as long as you can, because then you get more time to spend with her talking at the cocktail party because I felt that it was really like punitive when the losing team didn't get any time with her so early on in this competition, that's devastating to some people. And it, I, I, like I said, I was so proud of Blake for going back and saying, I don't think it's fair that because I lost a team sport that I don't get to see you tonight. Like this is the only time I'm supposed to have with you this week. And because I didn't win on a sports ball game, I don't get to see you. That's completely out of line. I mean, he totally botched his entrance. He really should have just gone in there and been like, you know, I couldn't let the night go by without wishing you good night and just say like, I had to see you, but not try and get like five minutes and sweet talker and like that got really awkward and ugly.
1: I, so, okay. I'm going to, so I've, okay. I've held this position on this podcast in the past and I will hold it now, even though we're in weird quarantine times, if your team loses, you should, I don't think you should get time with the bachelor or bachelorette because they used to do that. And there used to be stakes. And it used to be like, if you lose this game, yeah, you don't get the extra time. You don't get the extra day. That's them's the breaks. That's the motivation to win. And then they started being like, now everybody can come. And I was like, that's like what everybody complains about with like our generation. Like, oh, everybody got participation trophies. <laughs> and I'm like, no, there should, I mean, it is a competition. There should be competitive elements. I wouldn't mind if it was like, yeah, how long you stay in is, is how long you have time or say the person, I mean, you know, clearly (laughs) there were a lot of weak links on the other team. It's like, well, the person who held out the longest on that team, maybe you could give them, you know, consolation time or something like that and be like, listen, you tried so hard a for effort. Why don't you come, you know, have, this amount of time with me or something um so i'm totally fine with that side of it i just don't think like the humiliation element needed to be added but i also don't because i don't like yosef i don't agree with yosef
0: Yosef. being Ah. like
1: oh this is just you know the worst thing in the world like it's not the worst thing in the world it obviously wasn't just her idea it's it's not terrible um and the guys, like most of the guys took it in stride and you've got to respect them for that because it's a weird, awkward situation. Um, and I did think it was like really also funny and weird and awkward when Blake was just like getting interviewed. I was like, can you just like let him put on clothes first? But he also seemed like he was kind of fine with it. So I was like, I don't really know. Well, whatever. Just let him do him, I guess. Um, but it was, yeah, I don't know. So I'm, I'm fine with them. The blue team not getting time, but I just wasn't fine with, like, the strip element of it because I just think it was unnecessary. Not that I... I don't know. I'm I'm the kind of believer that's, like, you know, um, there are power dynamics at play. Sometimes I think it's kind of cool if a woman does something... <laughs> That you know would happen to her more often than would happen to a man, <laughs> like um what's that nicole Nicole buyer had a show where she would like cat call men on the street and they'd get severely confused um but she but she's like they don't even get it, they just take it as compliments, it was kind of a failed experiment um. But but she tried to do it, you know, because it's like, well, we have this awkward shit happen to us all the time. We get objectified all the time. But I think there's other ways you can, like, if you want to kind of, like, be cheeky and, like, objectify these meat bags, you know, you can do it in a way that doesn't mean them getting
2: completely
1: naked. Like, right. that's yeah. unnecessary.
2: And without, like, clear expectations and guidelines set ahead of time, too. Like, And that's the part that I think is you have to give people an out that doesn't put them on the spot in a situation like that because you're, if you're just standing there announcing it and and it's the same thing that happened at the group date, like there's no clear direction to the guys and they're newbies. They didn't know what was going on. And so it just feels like there's a lot of social pressures that happen that it feels like for me, I get secondhand like, Oh, did this person truly have a place where they felt safe to, to do this, take this risk.
1: I mean, if we watch, if we learned anything from Unreal, the answer is no. They don't feel safe. (laughs) 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 They so don't. Um, uh, Yeah, it's really. I don't know. That whole thing was awkward and everybody
2: uncomfortable.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's just like they. Here is the weird thing: they have this chance to, like, being in close quarters. They have this chance to turn this one into more of like a, you know. Married at first sight type of experiment where they could have more like Frank relation, like Frank conversations and growing Mm -hmm. relationships. They could do more of the, you know, like, Oh, just pretend we're kicking it at home type of dates. And that could be a really interesting twist to a season and give it a new feel. And they have decided not to do that. They're like, we're just going to get people naked. And I'm like, (laughs) not that inspired. Um, but yeah, anyway, Yosef. Uh, okay, oh wait, here's... Okay, let's talk about Brandon really quick because I was really confused about one thing that Brandon said. Um, so obviously, Blake came in and we talked a little bit about that and he got some time with Claire. And then Brandon came in. Also, it took me a while to figure out who he reminded me of and then I was like, he looks like Elton from Clueless. And so then I just started calling him Dime Store Elton. Um,
2: <laughs> I mean, he's he is a very pretty person
1: he's yeah i think he would lend me his cranberry cd um and he said he was like i feel things oh i mean i felt so bad because he's just like he's just like uh you know i feel things and i've had this moment or whatever and he uh but but he's like i wanted to sign up and, but I didn't know you, but I think you're, like, pretty. And then he, like, muttered something. And I even rewound to try to catch this again. And then she said, can we not talk about this? And did anyone else catch that? Because I have no
2: idea. Yeah. What no, you-
0: I, I, I didn't catch that at all, but...
2: Yeah, yeah she ahead. literally, she was like, let's not talk about this right now. Or he said that, let's not talk about this or whatever. And then she was like, well, that's kind of the whole point, dude. No, no, no. He,
1: so... He said something, he muttered something under his breath and she said, can we not talk about this? And I was like, what are, about what, what is he? I don't understand. I'm really confused. So I think, I think he had said, I don't know. I'm not sure what he said and I don't know if anyone picked up on it, but I think he was saying something like, well, this is a show like uh, yeah. it's a TV. It's you know,
0: TV. I don't know who you are. Come on.
1: Don't eat the d- date food. Um, Like it was like one of those moments, like <laughs> we're not supposed to eat the date food. Oh, don't okay? take the brown acid don't eat it and he's like oh um so i think i think he was kind of like starting to i don't know that's that's the only way i could read that situation i could be wrong but i thought what he was saying was like um yeah like this is a show so like i don't i don't know you this is mm-hmm. tv this is you're in front of me now but before you were on a screen like that's how this works and she she was like yeah like well, we can't talk about this because, yeah, you don't understand every bit of who I am. So this is not going well for you. And I was like, "Why Whoa. don't you know who I
0: am as a person? Why don't you see my soul that I have laid bare for you on reality television?"
1: And he's like, "Well, I mean, I like what I see." And he's like, "And he's like, but I don't know, I don't know you." And she's like, "Well, everybody else does." And he's like, "Are you?" Are you sure? Like I don't think they. Do. And she's like, they yeah. do, they sure do. They know me, and
2: I was like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I just I feel like it's funny because this season there's so many people that or there's not there been that many people that have been talking about. Oh, are you here for the right reasons? Which is always the thing that they keep hammering over your head and they go, okay, we get it, we get it, we get it. And I feel like this is the first season that there should actually be legit concerns about this because they went through so much and people like Brandon come on the show and you're like, yeah, she's pretty. I want to compete for her, but I don't really know who she is, but I'm going to just show up and look handsome and maybe I'll get a bunch of followers on Instagram and my life will be great. And I just, that's the thing that I think is so funny is, no, this is the first season where I'm like, hmm, this feels a little fishy and then nobody's saying that oh they're not here for the right reasons but i had written uh brandon crashing and burning is so 2020 so just <laughs> like he came in so confident and he was like uh like oh yeah you're so gorgeous and she's like yeah but what else and he's like uh i don't know i wasn't prepared for this i don't know what to do now what am i supposed to do with my hands and he just started sweating and i felt crap. really bad for him i felt so
1: bad for him she just like yeah just expected a lot from this guy and he was just like well i'm but I know that guy he's I've not you. You. i don't a i minute. don't think he's bad yeah no, no. he was just like i think we had some moments like didn't we i thought i thought we did that we looked at each other and there was a moment and you saw you saw it didn't you and she was like <laughs> no yeah. and he was like oh yeah. <laughs> And she's like, no, we did not have those moments. And he was like, oh, I really thought we did. And that sucks for me. And she's like, well, anyway, I wanted to talk to you because I just kind of had a feeling that this wasn't going anywhere and you
2: just confirmed it. So bye. And I was like, bye. <laughs>
0: yeah, that was bad. Oh, my God. I have to say,
2: I always enjoy when somebody gets sent home unexpectedly because I'm like, yes, we're closer. It it feels good for me, at least. I think we get to that when we get to the real juicy stuff.
1: Oh, no. Well, I won't tell that to Brandon. Brandon, I know this is your favorite podcast. And um, Mm -hmm. I don't mean it. I don't want you to feel put out by this, but yeah, poor guy. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> you
0: on I, I want you to know, like on this podcast, we, we constantly have to apologize to the very famous people that listen to, that it. Listen
1: to it. yeah. yeah. It's yeah. A very. I don't know if you know this, but we have two five star reviews on Apple Podcasts. So wait, you said we are- two?
0: Yeah, we two. 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 Oh my god. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, we have two five star reviews. No other stars. Just two five stars. We're mm-hmm. very famous. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Grandma. We're very, very famous. They don't even know how to use computers. So I know it's strangers. So thank you, strangers, for your <laughs> two five star reviews. So dumb. Um, uh, as of now, we still have two five star reviews. <laughs> uh, <laughs> until this moment where they
0: but went back to
1: you go, you go there. Listen, if you like what you hear, l- ratings mean a lot to us. Uh, it really makes my day. I do a little dance. You can't see it, but just know that it's there. So yeah. if you're enjoying this podcast, go to wherever you listen to podcasts and give us that five-star review I know that you want to give us. And I mean,
0: my entire I Will to Live is based on star reviews via iTunes, so it's it's very important to me.
1: This is like Tinkerbell. Like, you have to clap. You have to give five-star reviews so that Steve stays alive.
0: Mm-hmm. Literally.
1: That's it. Yeah. Um, so, Blake gets a pity rose because um, oh, Claire no. has an extra one. So, she's like, well, I just...
2: Okay. Here
1: you go. not going to give this to Brandon, so I'll give it to you, jawline. And he's like, all right. Um, and he's like, I'm so glad that I walked over there, yeah, but I'm glad I changed first. And, um, Okay, the only other notes I have, apparently my notes just stopped at some point, uh, but that Claire and Dale were crying together.
2: Yeah, they they did have a sweet moment. And you know what's funny is we completely skipped over the one-on-one date that she had. Oh, he was so, who cares? Right, exactly. It was so inconsequential. It was a nice date, and it would have been great if the producers haven't built all of the rest of the season up to be such a, you know shot in the dark for all of these other men besides Dale, Um, I thought it could have been a good moment. And the only thought on that was, don't burn that dress. It's probably polyester and you're not supposed to burn plastic. Uh, But that was just the environmentalist in me going, no, don't burn that.
1: I mean, I did burn my old wedding dress, and I'm sure not all of that was um, up to yeah, up to par. Uh, so I understand the symbolism. I have totally forgot about that. And they see he so is a, is just so nothing to me. Sorry, man. Um, and they wrote like stuff down. Okay, this was. Ugh, I feel like this was also a bad call on their part, having them write down all the things that people complain about them on. <laughs> on tablets and then they throw them and break them like they would do at the end of a breakup uh, it was weird it was weird like well I'm needy and I'm like well we all know that okay we all know that and oh, he's yeah. like I'm, she's like I'm needy and he's like I'm cold and I'm like you shouldn't be together this is called if we're if we're talking about attachment styles you're uh you know anxious preoccupied and he's like uh, avoidant you know And that's not going to work out well for you. So you should dismissive avoidant. That's what it is. You should not. He is not secure yet. Just because he's talking about it in past tense. uh, You're not in past tense, Claire. You're not. No. You can be with an anxious, preoccupied person. I mean, you two might be a mess, but you could work. But you really need someone with a secure attachment style or you're fucked. Yeah. So that's how I feel about that.
2: If it if two different other people were saying those similar words i mean not necessarily the the attributes it would have it could have been good for for them to build this relationship but it just felt so disjointed in the series where it came in and they they had had that group date which was you know a little you know touchy feely and then all of a sudden there's this really sincere one on one, but then all the producers edits keep saying Dale, Dale, Dale and then you go back to this really crazy naked fest and I was just I walked away from that episode going, Okay, what was that? I I literally had to look away from my computer screen when I was watching the, the replay like four or five times because of it I just had secondary embarrassment for the situations happening. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, that's it was, it was like hard to watch. That's like this whole season so far has just been I'm embarrassed for everyone involved and we should all stop watching, but we won't stop watching. Okay. We're going to keep we're going to keep recapping. Um, any predictions for the upcoming episodes? What uh, do we th- When do we think this is going to end for Claire, I guess? Like how many more episodes is she going to have?
2: Well, apparently there's 15 of them that have to walk out still. So I think shortly after that. And I think Yosef is gonna just implode and you know that they've showed that in the previews. I think he's the one that goes off on her and tells her, I expected more from the oldest bachelorette. Yeah,
1: yeah. they made it look like that, Dale yeah. in that one cut, and I was like, What are you guys doing? I think that's, that's shady. Yeah, that makes he, sense.
2: He's not gonna last very much longer, his head's gonna explode. I really hope so, because
1: I really can't I cannot stand him and him being like, Oh my daughter, blah blah blah. It's like shot. <laughs> uh shot uh, uh, like he's no, like, I, I have to be a good example for my beautiful daughter child yeah it's just like come on if you did like i don't i don't know if you'd even be on the show okay yeah uh, well
2: yeah. i mean it's, you I can you can be a good
1: example and be on the show but like you're a douchebag so like you're like you should There's just stay away from things that that amplify your douchebaggery. Okay. Like this TV ain't it.
2: <laughs> I think I, I think we're gonna feel more of the amplified sort of pressure to have these sort of contrived situations just because they are so limited to being on site. I think tensions are gonna run really high because everybody's all in that space together, which I mean we already knew that it's gonna sort of fall apart quicker than normal. Yeah. Um, So I think that's one of my predictions. And I really, I mean, obviously it just feels like everybody in the world knows that she's going to run away with Dale pretty soon. So I just have to try and, you know, hedge all my bets on that. And I, I do have to say that when they did go back and they were doing the blindfold kiss, and Claire said to Dale, she said, thank you for being so good to me. And he said, and it was very genuine. And I think that this is something that she was getting from him. He said, it's only going to get better. And they really did have that genuine moment. And I, I don't think that Dale necessarily is trying to do anything for Claire just because, you know, it may be that they do truly have just this effortless pairing of, of love and who knows. And let's hope no. that these crazy kids are just the real deal. I like how optimistic you are because we're both
1: so bitter. Uh, we, we need it. We need different. it on the show. We're just like, screw <laughs> this.
2: Ah, oh, cringe. Whatever. Blah. Think, so like, it's good. Yeah. I mean, I, I, if a tall, hunky guy was, you know, canoodling with me in a back alley, and he was just like, "It's only going to get better." I mean, three glasses of wine, and we're married, right? Like, sure. That's, well, that's how it works. Well, that's that's <laughs> clear. That's for sure. <laughs>
0: you that's know, exactly you how have, sort of, in my life has worked. So. I believe that.
2: <laughs> oh my you god! A bit of optimism to go on the Bachelor, right, or the Bachelorette? Yeah, yeah. I
0: wouldn't optimism last or a day. Desire for fame. I, I would not last thirty minutes. I I would be. I would just off.
1: I would Tammy all over the place. It would be bad. Um, <laughs> I do love her. I do love her. Uh, anyway,
2: <laughs> all right. Well. I had forgotten about her. So thank you for that memory. Oh,
1: I'm such a fan of Tammy. Um, I should go yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's great, man. She's great. She's one of the real ones. <laughs> All right. Well, this was fun. Thanks for, thanks for joining us for an episode. Yeah. I really enjoyed it.
2: Yeah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Sorry if this one's a little bit longer. Cause we had three opinions. We had to get in there, no. but
0: you, no, you right on time. And you were my favorite person with a name that rhymes with Steve.
2: <laughs> oh. thank you Steve you're my favorite person with the uh, name that rhymes with Leneve.
0: oh my oh that's great that's great to hear this
2: is great this is
1: great <laughs> all right well with that everybody I hope you take care I hope you can find some escapism in your day because um, you're not going to find it on the bachelorette apparently uh, so but wash your hands and take care of yourselves and uh, Steve you want to <laughs> close this one out
0: yeah with your uh, advice okay don't do needle drugs just don't do
1: it don't do it all right bye bye that's right kids you can start it you can smoke it but don't shoot it
0: needle drugs are the devil's